podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Series 2, Episode 4 of the She Can, She Did podcast. This week, with none other than Kerry ann Bradley, the amazing founder of Pilates at Your Desk, who, if you were at the last London Midweek Mingle in July, you will remember from our opening Pilates at Your Desk session, or in that case, Pilates on Your Chairs session, which was hilarious. If you're coming to the London Midweek Mingle next week, you will also see her in action there, and I, for one, am very much looking forward to it. Before I give you the rundown about what we chat about in this episode, I should probably introduce myself. I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, which essentially means I'm the one asking the questions throughout this podcast. And I should probably also add to that little Zero intro there, that Zero are offering all She Can, She Did listeners and readers an oh-so-exclusive code that gives you your first month free with 50% off their accounting software for a further six months. So if you're thinking about joining Zero or are on the hunt for some accounting software to make that dreaded tax return a whole lot less stressful, please do feel free to take advantage of that offer by using the code SCSD50, all in capitals. Right, that's my sales pitch done. Back to Kerry ann and our little chat, which we had a real giggle recording a few weeks back in her beautiful home in London. I wasn't expecting this chat to take the turn that it did, but I have so much respect for the journey Kerry ann has been through over the past few years, and her vulnerability in this recording is a testament to what a brave woman she is. Both of us were a bit knackered when we recorded this, so it gets a tad hysterical at times. You'll be pleased to know that caffeine does kick in about halfway through. But regardless, I really, really hope you enjoy listening to us chat. Right, you've got your coffee. Yeah. I've got my water. Yeah. We're good. We're good. (laughs) I always feel like, I feel like at least we're both having one of them days where we're a bit like flustered. So it's going to make for an interesting chat area. Um, Shall we start with what paid, do you say paid or Pilates at your desk? Uh, What do I say? I think when I'm, yeah, no, I say paid, definitely paid. paid. I think because that's why I chose the acronym because it means that you've been paid. Um, Remind yourself that you're earning money. Yeah, yeah. Or they've been paid because they've learnt my moves. So so they (laughs) will be, yeah, exactly. Mutual payment, transaction. Yeah, I'd normally say Pilates at your desk. Yeah. Talk to us about what Pilates at your desk is all about. Okay, so um, Pilates at your desk is all about getting people to move more at work. I used to work at a desk and I would sit there for eight hours, basically sat like a little pretzel with my legs maybe no, oh I'm not gosh, I'm so conscious I'm sat here you're about to say yeah at least it's not a pretzel I'll show you what a pretzel looks like you won't be able to see this but it's where you really wrap your legs around oh, each yeah, other yeah, yeah. and then you sort of do like hunch over at the top so the top bit of you is a bit like a cashew and then you've got a pretzel at the bottom <laughs> That's basically how I sit. So that's how I used to sit for like 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Um, Just get up to pee, that was it really. So knowing that uh, I used to do that, and also I teach uh, about 25 one-to-ones a week, knowing what my clients are doing during their working week, I decided to put together a programme of movement that I could take into offices and just get people to be more aware of how they're sitting, how long they're sitting for, and um, simple movement that they can do throughout the day to stop them from being a cashew pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) That should be your tagline. Um, I mean, it's... I feel like I appreciate what you do so much more now. I work for myself behind a laptop. I mean, I used to 
work behind a laptop in London, but I was commuting. I was walking to the office from Euston every day. I was moving so much. Yeah. And the minute I launched She Can, She Did, I used to do 10,000 steps before I'd even got to the office. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah, and then I was literally going from that to sitting on my bum for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I love that you describe yourself on your website as an ex-professional slouter. Yeah. I feel like, I am, I am she. I am exactly that right now. <laughs> In fact, look at me. I'm like, you're not actually, oh. I was thinking just before she's sitting up much, much <laughs> nicer than I am right now. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So what were you doing, what were you doing beforehand that led you to launching this because I think it's one thing noticing that you're sat like a pretzel but then it's a completely other thing saying oh okay I'm going to turn this into a business sure um so there's probably two parts to it really part a would be how I went from being an economist to a Pilates teacher. I have a nearly eight-year-old daughter. and uh, Who's upstairs. Who's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Bribed her with some... Uh, she's into this thing called Next Step. It's like a dance, dancing oh, teenagers. Amazing. So right. she's coming out with all these teenage one-liners, even though she's eight. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I went back to work after having my daughter and I went into a job knowing that I didn't really want to work as an economist anymore, but I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. Literally never explored anything movement-based. I, I mean, I was the ultimate couch potato, just lie on the sofa all day. I mean, if you ask my sister what I'm like now compared to how <laughs> it's like I'm a different person. But this lady came into our work and she was a Pilates teacher, basically just giving me an intro on her studio that was down the road so I thought oh you know I've got sciatica I've got a bad back got a dodgy shoulder bad knee the rest of it I think (laughs) (laughs) I'll go and give it a go (laughs) so I went along I really liked it and if the truth be told at that point I didn't know that this was going to be the thing that I was going to do alongside that I was having career coaching with this amazing lovely lady called Kate who's now my client actually (laughs) but um although I didn't really get to the point where I knew what I wanted to do it did help me to identify what my skill set was Mm. and what I liked about certain things in life and what I didn't like and so on anyway you want the truthful bit or the yeah okay okay. (laughs) right can't believe I'm about to disclose this so this is how it goes right so I went out one night after work and I was having a tough time at work I was working on something that's really tricky and, and I was you know, desperate to leave. I got really drunk. And, oh, um, I love these stories. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> and uh, my friend had to go back to the office to pick something up. So along we went and my line manager was there. And she's a lovely, really nice uh, lady. She'd just become my line manager. And actually, she she was my friend as well. And still is. So I just haven't seen her for ages. And I was drunk. So I just uh, told her a few things about that. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's not going to end well, is it? It's all right. It ended well. Yeah. So about what I um, thought about stuff. And so I was working part-time. No, I was working full-time, but I was working two days from home. So the next two days after that, I didn't actually have to go into the office. And I just was like, I- I've got I've to leave. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Um, oh, you know. <laughs> I can't actually remember. <laughs> um, no, I genuinely can't remember. And so when... Do you know what? I was like, I love this. I love Pilates. I'm really liking it. It's making me feel so much better. And I was really inquisitive about it. Plus, the lady who was running the course persuaded me that I was really good at it. She was lying. I wasn't. (laughs) Um, So I went in on the Monday and I just said to my line manager, I said, yeah, I'm I'm handing in my resignation because I'm going to become a Pilates teacher. Oh, my gosh. And that was it. Wow. So... 
I went along and uh, I started the course and I realised when I got there that actually I was completely um, terrible at Pilates. I had no idea about my body whatsoever, but I... I'm the kind of person who throws myself into things, so I just made sure I was just giving it my everything. It was uh, like five, six, day, six days a week um, for, I think it was 10 months. Wow. And then we had like a five-day evaluation process at the end. So that's how I got into Pilates. Right. And then Pilates at your desk came about, so I've been teaching for over four years. Yeah, or just about four years. Like, as just, as a kind of, teacher. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I think I mentioned earlier that I have, I teach about 25 mm-hmm. once, once a week. Yeah. And that's a, a mixture of people. So I have quite a few clients who have ongoing conditions um, like Parkinson's, muscular dystrophy, arthritis, osteoporosis, postnatal stuff, and things like that. And then I also have people who, I do a lot of duets, so husband and wives. And a lot of, a huge proportion of those clients work in so every week they would come and they'd do good stuff with me and then the next week they would be exactly the same as they were the week before Mm. so I put together a program for them so it was really like piloting what I do now a program of basic movement for them to do at work and taught them about sitting well and so on so that they don't do a workout and then for the rest of the week are rubbish yeah yeah that's because that's what I feel like I'm like I, I work out in the morning I move my body and then I just sit on my ass. And it's almost yeah. like, what was the point? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for that exercise. But I'm so aware yeah. that then I don't move for the rest of the day. Exactly. And I think many people are like that. But also, it's knowing, well, what should I do? Yeah. I mean, all movement counts. And you can just get up and like shake your body around. And that's perfectly valid. But for many people where they have a recurring issue, it's very much to do with if you just make a change to how they sit and how they stand and how they walk, then that may itself be enough to get rid of that issue and so it's about making people conscious of of how they're doing stuff and when they're doing it and so that's really how Pilates at your desk came about because it was sort of the marriage with of my old life with my new one and the experiences that I found as a teacher trying to teach people that are in a desk environment most of the time. No that's amazing And, and then in terms of getting that brand off the ground yeah how did you go about that so I suppose in terms of general marketing yeah okay in terms of marketing so I reached out to uh, all of my clients and my network I had quite a large network of in the sort of mum world uh, because I used to do uh, had like a little lifestyle blog and so I have a personal platform on Instagram which has quite a few followers so I just just sort of plugged it quite a bit like on there in the early stages. I did a few free classes for some organisations and then in return asked them if if I could um, take pictures and film it and then use that on all of my social. So good. And I think that's really how the majority of my work has come about. I think the thing with Pilates at your desk, if you read about it, it's a bit dry and it's like, oh God, that sounds a little bit boring. Maybe that's not what I want for my team to do as part of their, uh, you know, their fun away day or whatever, whatever it is. I think you have to sort of see it in action. So the great thing about Instagram, now that I have the confidence to put video content out there, is that I can kind of deliver it in a way that isn't dry and Yeah, oh boring. my gosh, you, I mean, and you, you really have nailed that because I do, I thought we were going to come on to that, but let's go for it now. You are really good on Instagram and in terms of why thank you (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no in terms of you know you are 
you make it easy for people to go onto the uh, Pilates at your desk Instagram account and they get to know you as well as what you do. They, they see the face behind it. There's a personality with the brand and you, you, you're, yeah, you're just really good at kind of sharing your message as well as tying in with getting to know you, I think. Do you oh. know what I mean? Like, we can tell that you, you're a mum. Yeah, because there's a kid running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see you on the move. It's really good. Because oh, I, I just, yeah, I kind of, it's not that I'm anti-getting on the camera, but I feel like because she can, she, I can kind of hide behind she can, she did, in the sense that I'm good at kind of sharing personal things when it matters, but not, I don't need to be on there it's not that I don't need to, I probably should be on there more, but I choose not to be on there every day because it's not about me, if that makes sense. Whereas I think that you're the instructor, it's what you do, we get to know you, and you're just very good at that. Well, uh, so thanks so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that's actually one of the, I personally, so I, it's nice to hear that I don't feel like that. I kind of feel like, I'm sure we'll get on to challenges at some point, but I feel like actually Instagram is one of my challenges because I'm not sure, I, I find it difficult to know how you should pitch it. Like you're talking about how much of yourself should you. Mm. And then for example, this week, I just been so snowed under with mum stuff and work and just general freaking out because it's like nearly September and I've got an admin this like the length of my forearm thinking I just can't go on Instagram because yeah. that's really quite low down in my priorities yeah. but actually that is what drives my business so it shouldn't be mm -hmm. um I don't know I find I do find that quite difficult working out what the balance should be so it is nice to hear that you think that that's I'm doing an okay job at that because then oh yeah. hugely like gen like hand on heart I think you're really good oh. on that <laughs> I should do it more then that, maybe it'll give me a kick up the bum to do it tomorrow <laughs> but the thing is, is I think it's good that you don't force yourself to go on there yeah while, like while you are you know admin takes if you've got all of that stuff to do I think it's quite nice that you don't feel like compelled to go on Instagram yeah like there's a good balance there it seems yeah and I also I've got this personal view that because I'm putting positive content out there and getting people to move and yeah. hopefully doing it from a happy place. I don't want to go on there when I'm feeling miserable. Yeah. I don't want to be fake and hide away, but at the same time, I don't want to ruin other people's buzz with yeah. like my, oh my God, I'm having such crap day. I'm just going to shake my hand. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> and like, actually all I want to do is lie on the sofa or yeah. like, you know. And yeah. um, so there are days where, you know, or maybe even a few days where I'm not in the best mood, so I'll kind of stay away. Because I just don't really feel that because of, the job that I'm doing, that people need to see that negativity from me. <laughs> That's, the, the thing is, is I am all for, she can, she did, it's all about sharing the highs and lows. Yeah. But I think it's, you're sharing them here. Yeah. But I completely see why you wouldn't go onto your platform yeah. and share them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, or not, maybe it's not such a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I always kind of encourage people to be honest, but it's choosing when and where. Yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're definitely. You're saying, oh God, everything's rosy, it's perfect. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's And it's definitely not. Um, I would consider myself an honest person, but as you say, it's just, I don't really feel that I have to share those things on my positive platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Let's go back a few steps. What was it like once you'd received your qualification, going into a corporate office, one that you kind of used to work at, mm. being your own boss, yeah. a new Pilates instructor leading a team 
that you don't know or maybe you did know. It's just completely yeah. different. What was that? So it's actually quite like? crazy because, um, well, there was a big gap, obviously, between getting my qualification and then doing the corporate stuff because I was teaching for oh, a good course, couple yeah. of years first. But what's quite crazy is when I was working before in offices, I always, I think I had uh, frauds, Fraud, fraud syndrome, is it called? I just Sorry. fraud. I, I oh, fraud. fraud. I, yeah, I yeah. thought you were about the um, psychologist. <laughs> I was like, oh no, god, I felt like a fraud. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I know what that means. <laughs> I do that. I like to be thick. <laughs> No, like, what the hell is she going on about now? I know I like a meander, but... Um, no, so before I would do stuff like... I was I was good at my job and I, I wasn't a bad economist, but I didn't. I wasn't passionate about it and I didn't believe in myself. So, you know, I would give other people my work to present and presenting would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Then when I did the Pilates qualification, when I first started teaching, I just did one-to-ones because, again, I was too scared to do group classes yeah. Yeah, and stand up. And then I don't know what happened. Suddenly, I decided to do this business and then I had all this confidence and I don't know where it came from. Do you know what it might be, actually? When I was at school... Sorry, am I being loud? No, not yeah. <laughs> When I was at school, um, the thing that I liked, my favourite subject was theatre studies. Okay. In fact, I got 100% in my A-level. I'm very proud. <laughs> I, like I know, I know. If anyone I know is listening to this, they'll go, eye roll. God, yeah. here she goes again. 100% was it. But I decided I was the first person in my family to go to university, so I decided that I had to follow the money yeah. and do the economics. And then I basically decided that I wasn't going to do anything remotely theatrical ever again. So I went to uni and I was like, oh, God, those the theatre club oh you know exactly that kind of thing but now I do feel that this is a bit like a performance in a way so the Pilates I felt it like at the mingle you just came into your own yeah and I can so relate to um, anytime there was a presentation at my old job I'd do it but I was so nervous whereas I, I mean I saw a not a hypnotherapist, but along those lines. It was something called BWRT she did to me to help me with public speaking. But I feel so much more confident presenting at the mingles than I ever did at a corporate presentation yeah. where you kind of feel like you're on edge, you don't know yeah. you own what you're doing, whereas at least when it's yours, you're in control of it. Like it's... Exactly, and I think maybe it goes down to passion as well. Yeah, yeah, so if you do. feel passionate about something, then you're you're happier to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's amazing. Yeah. So... In terms of going and getting more, obviously the business has grown and you've got some amazing clients on there. Mm. Like I saw Facebook, ITV, they're big companies. Was it just a case of word of mouth that spread? Or you I think so. So I haven't, I've been quite unsuccessful in reaching out. <laughs> that is something that I'm still trying to do. Um, I feel like LinkedIn's like the perfect place for you. Yeah, I feel, I think so, but I just haven't mastered that yet yeah do you know what I'm just not very proactive when it comes to like sales I don't think and I should be more so I just don't like the idea of cold calling cold I, I, emailing anything that stuff. to do with like corporate business yeah I go onto LinkedIn I used to use LinkedIn so much in my old job so I feel like I've got a kind of okay profile on there and it just built I know how it works and stuff I hate cold calling but Mm. that's my worst nightmare but I send an invitation I personalize you know you have like 200 words to play with or something always personalize it ask to I don't know what it is whether it's a friend request whatever it is on LinkedIn yeah what they call it 
And then once they've accepted, then I follow up with a message and ask oh. for an email to send through. If they sometimes they completely ignore you, and then sometimes they say, "Yeah, sure, send it to this," and then I, and then you're in. It's not a cold call. Yeah, that sounds really good actually. I'm gonna do that. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, I just think like in terms of I thought that would be yeah, yeah. your place. No, I, actually, um, most of the stuff has come through word of mouth or so Instagram. Good. So um, a lot of people who follow me on Instagram work for companies and then they tell their HR or their wellbeing team about Pilates at your desk. Yeah. I saw the Sandra Pay girls earlier um, who support the Mingles yeah. and they were at the last Mingle and we were, I was saying that I was coming here and she'd taken your moves and gone back and like talked to the oh, about wow. them and they were all doing like bum clenches and stuff. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What they work at Saint Tropez, poor yeah, Saint Tropez. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good, isn't it? Oh, good, good. <laughs> they have to get me in there. Look, we kind of touched upon challenges, but what's been the hardest part about this whole process so far? From I, I'm talking now from Pilates at your desk onwards, not. Um, Tricky like question. Being your own boss. Yeah. Maybe start with day-to-day challenges. Day-to-day challenges. So I guess, well, getting clients, corporate yeah. clients. So I, I have been lucky insofar as word of mouth and Instagram has played a massive part, but I do want to grow my business and I've got a really nice team of teachers who are working with me and I really want to be able to give them lots of work. Yeah. So that's something which... I think needs I need to take a more proactive approach yeah. on. And they will, they'll go in and lead their own... So, at the moment, I've got a couple of teachers who are going in and teaching weekly classes at businesses. So that's like, it's a Pilates math class, and they go in once a week, every week. Okay. So it's a bit separate from the Pilates at your desk workshops. And I'd quite like to build more of those regular gigs. So that's something that I need to do. Basically, I think a challenge for me is trying to make myself more proactive like giving myself time to do those well this new LinkedIn thing that you told us not new is it but the LinkedIn <laughs> thing yeah so that's one thing I guess probably the biggest challenge is that I'm just a bit of a workaholic yeah. so uh oh you were saying that yesterday you did a stupid day what six to eleven yeah I, start, I started nice. at 6 a.m and I finished at 11 p.m but I did have time off in the middle yeah, to yeah, take my daughter to the park and whatnot but yeah, I, I think I get into something, and my husband's the same, so we're actually quite, it's quite a bad combination, because we're both workaholics, so we get into something and we can't stop. So I just work and work and work, and some days I work like 11 hours of teaching, and that's with cycling in between, and it's a long day. Oh my god. And that's with also doing drop-off and pick-up from school too, because I will start work super early and work mm. till late at night, so that I can fit my daughter in too, because obviously I don't want to not be there for yeah, her. Yeah, you're a mum. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if I just keep operating like that, I then burn out, basically, mm. and I've got the remnants, is that the word? The last bit of a sty here, so some, okay, yeah. so I sort of get... Um, I feel like the minute you get a sty, you know you've burnt out. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, I, if my eye starts to twitch, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, the twitching <laughs> eye is yeah, the yeah. first bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, uh, daily challenges. What are, um, uh, hey, let's just stick with that for yeah, a bit. Yeah, sure. In, in terms of... Managing that though, what when you kind of <laughs> the side comes on, yeah. what do you do to be like, hang on a second? Do I mean, do you manage that, or is it just a case of I could manage you burn it better? Out and you get yeah, it. I mean, so I've got a, I try and do 
self-care stuff every yeah. day I mean I do a lot of exercise but things which so my brain is probably like a little hamster on one mm -hmm. of those wheels yeah, and I yeah. never stop even wake up thinking of stuff so um I try to do things which stop me from just make me stop yeah. every day if I can do that then that kind of helps me a bit mm -hmm. I am becoming better at managing my time I, I just find it difficult to put sufficient boundaries in place however I'm going to stop working so at the moment I work four nights a week, I'm going to work just one okay. by the end of the year. And that's because some of my long-term clients who I've had for like four years are leaving London. Oh my God. And I'm just not going to take any new ones in. That, I bet you anything that would just make the biggest difference. I think so. because like you're I am losing clients, but I feel like you're going to gain in so many Exactly. Areas. And now, before when I just did my one-to-ones and duets and a few a couple of group classes locally I wasn't earning enough money to mm -hmm. turn down work but yeah, yeah. obviously the corporate stuff is a bit more you know lucrative yeah, and yeah, so definitely. it means that I don't need to be so eager to take on everything absolutely yeah let's talk about that more how did you approach putting a price on your time because well, especially when you've come from being an economist yeah. which is renowned for paying well like yeah if you're an economist you're yeah good money so, um, well, I'll just give you a little story. So when I decided to not be working as an economist anymore, one of my really good friends said to me, she was drunk, she said to me... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't drink anymore, yeah. I probably said that too. That's another thing that seems to be the first thing that you say. One of my friends said to me, what are you doing? Are you having a midlife crisis or something? Why would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and quite often, even now, people will say to me things like, you know when you had a proper job and stuff like that? Mm. So I guess I decided, not thinking uh, about numbers per, per unit per se, but yeah. um, I decided, look, I earned this much before and I'm going to earn this much now because yeah. I'm... You deserve it. Yeah, and yeah. also I when people make these annoying comments, it doesn't really bother me that much, to be honest, but, you know, it might, it might bother me. And uh, I can say, <laughs> well... Mood, like, exactly. Like that, depends what mood I'm in on yeah. day. I think every single person... That I've interviewed has experienced some kind of oh yeah all right love like, yeah exactly kind of like, yeah your how's the business going yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's great thanks <laughs> <laughs> exactly so in terms of how much I charge I started when I was doing one to ones and so on I started off charging quite low yeah. and then I as I've become more experienced I've increased my prices that yeah. on the corporate stuff I just decided this is how much I think I'm worth and this is how much I'm going to charge and then that's what I did. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready visit xero.com. Going, going back to or moving on properly to self-care given that you, you do exercise as a job. Yeah. Exercise for me is a switch off. Like, yeah. And it's my way I kind of keep my yeah. head healthy and all of that kind of stuff. Do you ever get to the point where you're like, oh, I can't be asked to work out for you? Um, not quite rarely, actually. But I don't do, I probably don't use Pilates as a way of switching off because it's my job. Yeah, so even when I go to, I go to lessons with other teachers or I'm still thinking about how I could improve what I'm doing yeah. or, you know, so... Actually, what I do try to do every single day is uh, as soon as I wake up, it's like five minutes of yoga, but um, just focusing on the breath 
basically, because I, I just can't sit still. Mm. Like, even now, I'm, like, moving around a lot. <laughs> so I find that if I focus on the breath and move at the same time, then it's really quite beneficial mm. for me. I listened to a podcast the other day. Um, it was one of Delicious Yellow ones. And yeah. she was, I've forgotten the guy's name, but she was interviewing the monk. I don't know, oh, God, the Buddhist monk that has written the book. Oh, about, yeah. Um, about meditation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, when we see the things that we see or something is this oh, book called cool. he was like a young guy that like trained up in Scotland to be oh, okay. 21 or something is but it human uh, oh, anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically he was saying that he, he like led a meditation on the podcast and I was on an aeroplane at the time and he was just talking about the power of just having five minutes for yourself in the morning yeah when you first wake up before you reach for your phone or anything just breathing and like switching off and I've been doing that like I only listen to it on what day are we on Thursday Thursday I listen to it on Monday evening and I've been doing it every morning and every evening and I just feel like we're just so on the move constantly yeah. I mean it's yeah. so nice to kind of start your day like that and just exactly. try and ish be present yeah because <laughs> it sounds so woo woo doesn't it like it's oh a- I, I have five minutes to like breathe and it's like actually no it's quite nice yeah it is nice um and I think in a world where everything is so hectic, especially in London, it's crazy. You just walk out the door and there's a million people on yeah. your doorstep, yeah. you know. It's just really good to take time to be by yourself and try just try to be quiet in the mind, I suppose. You mentioned that you go to other Pilates classes yep. and stuff. Have you made friends in that kind of space? Yes. Yeah. What's the community like in terms of Pilates instructor to Pilates instructor? Yeah, so it's really, it's quite friendly, I think. I don't know, there's quite... Like with any industry, there'll be some like chiefs and going on and some meanness, but I stay out of all that stuff. Like yeah. forums and stuff, I kind of keep out of. But I've made some really nice friends. I go to an amazing teacher in Highgate called Julie, and she's super experienced. She actually specialises in Pilates for equestrians because she's a horse rider as well, but she's an amazing teacher. And then I also um, have lessons with a teacher in the US called Jenna, and she's fantastic via zoom (laughs) so the training that i did was from the school fletcher pilates ron fletcher was one of joseph pilates um like protégés is that how you say that word protégés yeah and um ron fletcher when joseph pilates died ron fletcher carried on the work along with a few other people so his school the the Fletcher School based in Tucson Tucson in Arizona and then they had a studio here right and now the, the UK studio is in Birkenstead now but it was in London and that's where I did my training Amazing. so Jenna um, she trained directly she was trained by Ron Fletcher given that your training was quite lengthy yeah. compared to some yeah. how do you market the fact that you've had that training because anyone could call themselves a yeah. Pilates instructor yeah. I think like, yeah. I think any service based yeah. industry has this issue where you know someone could call themselves a coach yeah, without yeah. any training someone could do yeah. five years training and and, and how, yeah. how do you make sure that people understand that you've trained properly um so i and have your advice for, for that yeah, yeah so i think it's if you are looking to train to be any type of movement therapist you should definitely make sure that the school that you train with is highly regarded and um, that suits your style of learning. Mm. So um, Fletcher Pilates is like super precise. It's very thorough uh, and that suits my mind. Mm. And it's very much about problem solving, which is what I like to do. So that's that's good for me. It is, Ron Fletcher was a dancer, so it does attract a lot many dancers. Mm. I am not a dancer. So uh, I might... <laughs> 
I don't look as graceful as some of the other <laughs> Fletcher Pilates teachers, but that's okay, right? So I would definitely say do your research and make sure, unlike me, I didn't do my research, I just jumped straight in there. She played to my ego and I was like, sign me up. <laughs> but luckily it was a good course. Yeah, definitely, you know, I, I don't actually make a big deal out of my training. Mm -hmm. I have it on my website. I don't even think I've got it on my social. If somebody asked me, I would talk to them about it. I think I, I've been quite successful in meeting people and talking to them and then they thinking, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't ever do anything. Like I said to you before, when I was not passionate and didn't feel confident in delivering my work, yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. And now I feel I'm confident in delivering my work and that I'm doing a good job, yeah. so. I think when anything to do with caring for other people, I'm very particular and passionate about the fact that if you're going to launch a business, where you've got responsibility for someone else, mm. you need to do the proper training. Exactly. And um, unfortunately, you know, even I was talking to someone yesterday who said that they were considering doing a reformer course, which takes a week. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my God, you know, like, how can you learn? Okay, fine. You can learn how to operate a piece of equipment mm. in a week, fine. But you're not going to learn about different bodies yeah I mean yeah. we had to do can't remember the exact number I want to say 200 hours it may have been less but it was somewhere quite high yeah. 200 hours of maybe 100 I can't remember um, <laughs> of uh, self-practice the same in observation where we had to watch whole one hour classes or two hour classes and then the same in teaching before yeah. we could get a qualification yeah. we had to take anatomy exams throughout the year and then a big one at the end and I had five days of evaluation and I feel that you know that process that I went through was life-changing mm -hmm. and do you know what if I did a course in a week I even after that whole year I can't say I, I think I'm only it took me at least a year after my course to think okay I'm a good teacher yeah, yeah, you know because yeah. you're always learning and with this stuff it's about the bodies that you see as well I wouldn't feel confident so if somebody walked in to me and said I've got arthritis in my hip if I hadn't been through that process and that um, rigorous training I wouldn't feel confident working with that person and that means that I'm not expanding my knowledge mm, yeah yeah because I'm yeah, such a good answer you nailed that oh. <laughs> <laughs> to relationships yeah you've mentioned the odd comment that wasn't perhaps the most supportive how have your relationships evolved with family and friends throughout this whole process yeah and have you seen any relationships swing either way since you've become your own boss yeah you're passionate about what you're doing your business is going from strength to strength yeah. go okay um so so <laughs> alongside developing pilates at your desk i've also i've told you three times probably already. I also did another major thing, which was stop drinking. Yeah. Um, so I think my relationships with both my daughter and my husband have changed for the better yeah. in the same period that I have had been running Pilates at your desk, probably more owing to the fact that I stopped drinking. So, oh no, I might cry. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> oh no, I am. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if you want me to talk about that or not. That's a huge, like a massive decision. Yeah, yeah. And like a massive lifestyle yeah. choice, I'm guessing, from what you've said previously. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I 
like many people, I, I didn't drink all the time, but when I did drink, I would be a binge drinker and I'd constantly have blackouts. I wouldn't come home. I was just really selfish and self-obsessed and living in a world where I would, you know, get drunk, not remember what happens, then be super anxious, like to the extreme for oh, five days and then I'd get really drunk again. And I was just living like that, well, for a long time. Um, so I guess my relationship with my husband was really affected by that and alongside that then I was running, being working as a Pilates teacher and I guess I stopped drinking in October 2017 and I launched Pilates at your desk in January 2018 okay. and the primary drivers for stopping drinking were um so my dad had a problem with alcohol and um I could see that I I'm quite similar to him in many ways and I could see that I was going down that same road yeah and I just I don't know I wanted to be a better person primarily and so that was the primary driver but the secondary one was that I wanted to do this business and I wanted to be a professional teaching workshops in a corporate environment. So I couldn't really be a drunk doing that, right? Yeah, a yeah. drunk Pilates teacher. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. <laughs> no, no. So, and also I was dreaming big. I was like, I'm going to be an expert in what I, I do. I'm going to be, you know, um, in newspapers and magazines doing podcasts like this. Yeah. I cannot be an alcoholic, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'd see so, that. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just stopped drinking. So since then, over the course of having this business and being sober, my relationship with my husband has changed massively. We get on now. We didn't get on before. And I've stopped being a bit of a, a, bit of a dick, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and my relationship with my daughter is much better because now when I have time with her, it's quality time rather than her talking to me and me going over all the bad things I've said to people when I was drunk. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Okay. So... I think it's a little bit difficult for me to distinguish. Which yeah, yeah. But I do. I mean, that's. Uh, I feel like firstly, you're really brave, like sharing that. I can just see how fundamental the giving up alcohol, having that clarity in your head. Yeah. You cannot run a successful business if you're not okay. Exactly. Yeah. And you need yeah. that kind of clarity. You need. Yeah. It's yeah. And I think before I just ran on impulse all the time. Mm -hmm. So I do have a bit of a scatter gun approach to things in some ways. I think so many. Yeah. So exactly. But before it was a bit like, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. You know, and it's bizarre because I think I, when I was growing, I, I started drinking when I was super young at like primary school age. And I stopped, uh, under, I stopped feeling stuff. So I couldn't really distinguish between a whole range of feelings. Uh, I basically felt angry and anxious and mm -hmm. maybe happy when I was drunk. So those were the three things, but in this last um, nearly two years, uh, I've been able to distinguish between like anger, sadness, nervousness, um, all those different things. And that's really important, I think, when you're running your own business, yeah. because then it can allow you to take a step back, acknowledge the feeling and then figure out what you need to do. Yeah. Other than just going, oh my God, that workshop was absolutely terrible. I'm stopping or I'm going to go and drink a bottle of vodka. And also what you were saying about before when you were like, I want this, I want this, I want yeah, this, yeah. go, 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 go. I think that you cannot be like that when you have your own business because exactly. you need to kind of, you can have all the ideas, but you need to hone in and do them properly. You yeah, can't yeah. do a hundred things 
averagely, if you yeah. want to run a successful business, you have to choose a few things and nail them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, yeah, you've clearly made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of friends, relationships with um, friends or former colleagues, like how yeah. is that all been? So I don't really see very many of my former colleagues now, and not for any other reason than we're just, I'm just super yeah. busy all the time. There's yeah. a really lovely lady called Anne-Marie. Uh, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but if she does, we've been trying to meet up for ages. And she was super nice. She was a bit like a mentor to me, I guess. Mm. And so we mean to meet up but we just don't have enough time so in terms of former colleagues I haven't had much time to meet up with them but it's not to say that I won't uh meet up with a few Pilates friends and stuff um but I, mostly I've got the same friends that I had and everyone's really supportive apart from the odd comment that's yeah I mean and like we said most people have experienced it what's your go-to reaction when someone kind of gives a kind of belittling comment like I that. just want to prove them wrong yeah that's it it's like <laughs> yeah. it's fuel isn't it exactly I'm like that I'm like yeah 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 watch yeah exactly i'm super competitive so. yeah. <laughs> like they're like game on yeah exactly <laughs> that's amazing going forward then where do you see this business going i guess you've kind of touched upon it in a sense that you yeah yeah that's it. the big question so i would really like to have well to grow it more and more so on my instagram account i do uh these short videos of morning moves exercises of like seven minutes or less which like um, i said at the mingle they're like the go-to to watch i at lunchtime i'm kind of like oh i should probably move come on carry on <laughs> what have i got to do well yeah i just i need to do more of those yeah. as i say i need to better uh, manage my time so that i just say right today i'm going to film five hours of those videos yeah, rather than just do it the morning off but Oh, yeah, do you know what though? Like, I, I'm i like you like that. Like, I edit a podcast, put a podcast up, edit a podcast, put up, and it's like so many people I know are like, oh, yeah, I, I um, record and edit the entire series. I know, yeah. And they're all good to go. I've never been like that. I just, no. I just, one day, I, I, I one day. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but it seems so like it's of... the way to go because it's more efficient. Yeah. But exactly. do you know what I do though? I'll say, when I do do stuff like that, then I never use the rest of the content because I just... Um, it will be different it. for you, though. But, um, no, because I get bored of it. Yeah. So then I want to do something fresh. Yeah. So actually, I don't know if it would work. That's the thing with me as yeah. well. I always think that, say this, for instance, this will probably go out in about a month's time. But if I recorded an entire series, the person that is the last of the day won't be going out for 20 weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a lot of conversation. That's yeah. a lot of business to talk about. Stuff might have changed yeah, in exactly. that time. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I guess, but that to me is each to their own. Exactly. It's such a subjective. When you run a business, I don't think you should ever, there's no right way, is there? And no. it's kind of working out, figuring out what works. I yeah, guess. yeah. And then sticking to it, sticking to the stuff that does work yeah, rather yeah. than trying and to... maybe tweak the rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I want to grow it. I want to, um, for Pilates at your desk, to be in as many companies as possible. I want to be getting as many people on Instagram moving as possible. I'd like to have lots of companies with weekly Pilates sessions yeah. and a great team of uh, Pilates teachers working with me and I'd like to be writing maybe I'd like to write a write for loads of magazines and newspapers <laughs> I'm thinking about doing a PhD did I tell you that no ah okay yeah um, I found at Loughborough Uni there's this great uh, supervisor there who's been doing some research in this sphere um, movement at work so I've spoken to her and I'm just in the process of figuring out what it is I would actually do and then and then applying oh wow that's yeah. amazing 
That's yeah. Like, and then you become a doctor. And then I'd be a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'd say, I used to be an economist, but now I'm, I'm a, a doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then when people say, your proper job, you yeah. like, honey, I'm a doctor. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, actually, before we go on to the statements, yeah. what have you learned about yourself since running your own business? Um, that I'm way more confident than, than I thought I could be. Yeah. I'm a very good problem solver. <laughs> that I like to laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> um, and that I, I worry sometimes that I find myself a lot funnier oh than most God. people find me. I know I find myself <laughs> hilarious. It's so embarrassing. Know, and my friend, she texts me sometimes. She goes, "I've just heard that sinister laugh again." Because I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god, my sister, when I do my laugh, she's like, that's your fake laugh. I'm like, no, that's my actual laugh. Like, when are you going to get into your head? Like, that's just what my laugh sounds like. I've got a nervous one when people talk and I'm just like, oh my god, I wish they'd shout. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so if you hear me do that, you should be like, oh god, oh god <laughs> Um, What was the question? I forgot. Learning about yourself. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, what else? What else? What else? I think you're braver than you probably. Yeah, well, I think I've probably always been a bit brave. Not very confident, but brave. But I am that I'm super stubborn. I'm stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that I, uh, I guess I didn't realize just how much I place other people at the center of everything I do. So I genuinely care about people so much. Mm. I didn't realize that I, that that was something that I really, because when you're an economist, you're not doing a job that, well, ultimately you are, but you know, you you don't have that. that Yeah, exactly. Um, But I, I genuinely love what I do because of how it makes people feel. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, moving on to the statements. Oh, okay. um, I'll start, you finish. Being my own boss means... Not having to answer to anyone else. <laughs> I feel like that's the best bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to... Take a day off, go to the beach, swim in the sea, have a bath, do some yoga, do my morning moves, <laughs> and, and then go to bed. If you can't take a day off, say you've got... I don't know, you've got a really crazy meeting or like you've just booked something yeah. and you can't move it okay what about just take some big breaths yeah yeah so even if you've got uh, well two things so if you've got five minutes before you've got that massive meeting and you're freaking the hell out just sit down take 10 massive big breaths in through your nose I like to go out through my mouth but you can go out through your no- mouth as well maybe count to like six or something try and fill up um, think about expanding the whole of your rib cage side to side front and back and then after you've done your tin tin your tin big breaths <laughs> after you've done your ten big breaths there's your uh, drama space coming out of play that's what you got 100% that was a rubbish accent <laughs> that is definitely not right <laughs> then when you've done your ten big breaths Stand up, stretch your arms above your head and your legs out like you're a big star, like power posing. Yeah. Uh, and then and then stretch out like that and then make yourself into a tiny little ball and then a big star and a little ball. Sorry, I stink. I'm doing the action, by the way. <laughs> and then a big star and then have a little shake, shake, shake and then hopefully it'll just make you smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. I, um, I stood like that, you know, with the arms up. Yeah, yeah. They can't see me, but I've got my arms in the air. Before I, um, I hosted an event for Swarovski for the first time in 
April or May sometime. And I remember being so nervous about it, but I remember running off to the loo and I was standing in the cubicle. And have you seen the Amy Cuddy TED talk where she talks about yes, yes, like yeah, yeah. superwoman yeah, and like yeah. standing up? And I just think standing like that, it's just that TED talk is just amazing. I urge anyone to watch that. But exactly. Yeah, standing big and taking up space it's yeah yeah true, isn't it? Like, yeah that does mentally um oh gosh i'm trying to i don't have them in front of me if i could describe myself as a businesswoman i'd say that i am oh golly <laughs> <laughs> say that i am a great problem solver yeah yeah, yeah. and you're enthusiastic enthusiastic yes yeah okay that's good and if i could go back to day one of my business i'd tell myself that it's all gonna be okay yeah. That you're going to nail it and believe that you're going to nail it. And then you will nail it. Yeah, so true. And very lastly, carrie Ann, I want my legacy to be that. I got people moving. I feel like you've already done that. You're, you're doing that. This is good. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Great, thanks so much. <laughs> we are 52 minutes, that's good. Thank you for listening to She Can, She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.